Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, ladies, thanks for listening to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today, we have um, Kelly Chase with us today. She's an empowerment and a health coach. Um, you probably know her if you watched the se- um, Love is Blind on Netflix this past season. I don't know when seasons actually come out on Netflix, but I think they just things come out whenever. But on Netflix, Love is Blind, you would have seen her on there. And she's here to talk to us about how she got on her path or journey to empowering other women. Obviously, what our whole podcast is all about. <laughs> so it fits in perfect. So we're excited to have you with us. So thanks for being on, Kelly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> excited. So obviously, first things first, we want to hear all about you, all about what you're doing to empower women. But I would love to just kind of hear how you kind of Every woman has their own story of how they came into embracing who they are and being self-empowered and gaining that confidence, all kinds of different unique stories. So what kind of got you into realizing how badass you could be and how you could impact other people? What kind of led to that awakening and then wanting to help others do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually got certified as a health coach back in 2013 and, you know, just kind of went, went with the motions of nutrition and fitness coaching. I was doing some personal training, that kind of thing. And in 2015, I actually gained like 35 pounds and I had never gained probably more than five pounds in my whole life. And I was just like, what is happening? And I mean, looking back, I know that basically my I was a huge ball of like stress inflammation because I like I was working out all the time and lesson learned to a lot of us women out there who think that we need to like cut calories and work out two hours a day. It doesn't work like that. We need to eat. That is why food is here for us. So we need to fuel our bodies. And a lot of times we, if we work out 30 minutes a day, that's sufficient, you know, as long as we're like, eating enough food. Again, going back to my story, like, I basically had restricted food. Like I cut out all allergen food. I was not eating like any fruit. I was like, like no bread, no fruit, no sugar, like nothing. Except for like, basically if you were to Google bikini competitor diet, that's what I was eating. But I didn't, I wasn't necessarily doing it the right way. (laughs) You know, I understand why if you do a bikini competition or a fitness competition, why you have a coach. Yeah. yeah, I just Googled these things and I was like, yeah, I can do it myself, whatever. And, you know, I would even Google the workouts, like what are bikini competitors doing? Like my friends probably thought I was stupid because I looked fine. I just was having these thoughts of insecurities and no not self enough. Not enough. Yeah. And, you know, I had, I guess like a relationship had ended a year and a half prior to, but it was something I was stuck in you know, cause I was in love. <laughs> yeah. That's so, the other thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, it really, it really did affect me. You know, I would see that was something that him and I had talked about was like me doing a bikini competition. So I think it just like got in my head, like, why are you like, why wouldn't you want to be with me? Like I'm awesome, you know? And yeah. Then, do you see how good I look? Yeah. Like, okay. So maybe Question. I need a bikini competition. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Right. This 35 pounds, was this before breakup or after breakup that you gained, you gained 35 pounds after during the relationship? No, after. After. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was after. Yep. So it was like, it sounds like a long time, a year and a half, but I think that him and I kind of like were involved after we broke up for a year and a half. So yeah. So it was just, you know, like I said, me showing up, us like hooking up or whatever. And then it was him yeah, I don't want to be with, I still don't want to be with you. And I'm like, the hell do I need to do? (laughs) Hello. Yeah. So I started this aggressive journey of like restricting foods, restricting the diet. I was probably eating like between 800 to a thousand calories a day. I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't logging my food. I just know that I was not eating enough. Like there were times I was like cutting a sweet potato in half or eating only half of a chicken breast and like broccoli. Like, it was just like very small. Yummy. <laughs> very, very small portions. Yeah. It was like all the like super bland foods, no marinade, <laughs> nothing. And I did it for a very long time and I just started gaining weight. I was teaching spin classes, but I would like, 
and my spin classes are like at 5.45 in the morning. So I would like get up at 4.45, go to the gym, work out a little bit, then teach my spin class and then work out more. And then like get home, get ready for work, go to work all day, come home. I was health coaching, whatever. And then I was like busy working all night. And it was a constant cycle. Right. Same thing all the time. And so I, my body just... You gained weight doing that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I don't have an explanation except for like, I mean... Stress. Cortisol. It was stress. Yeah, it was. It was stress. Like all of my friends, they were like, Kelly, you're not like overweight. You're not like fat. You're like thick. <laughs> like you're like, yeah. like bulky. Like you're like husky. Like you have muscle because you work out all the time, but you're just thick. Like you're swollen. Yeah. Like I'm swollen. Got and it. so I was just like, this is crazy. I mean, I worked out with like a, like a professional, like celebrity trainer for a while. And he would ask me like, Kells, what are you eating? And I would tell him. And he's like, I don't, like, I, I don't understand why you're not losing weight. Like, cause we're working out. We're not like overdoing it. And then you're eating the right foods. It's so weird. But every single person who asked me what I was eating, no one asked me how much I was eating. Uh-huh. And it's a big factor. And that's why a lot of women, a lot of women get stuck because they'll cut calories for a little bit, but then they'll stay there because your body kind of does adapt your metabolism adapts. And then you're like, okay, you either hit a weight plateau or you start gaining again. And it's because your activity may have changed. You may be working out a little bit more than you used to be. Well, your body does need food. It does need that fuel. So I'm always like, if you do use like a MyFitnessPal or something, I'm like, you probably need at least 1500 calories a day. Like make sure you're hitting that number like all the time. Granted, it's different for everybody, but that would probably help (laughs) some people. Because I think a lot I think a lot of women probably eat around a thousand calories a day, but they're concerned about their weight. And it's, that is what is the problem most likely because not eating enough to fuel their hormones, like everything. And another big thing for me is because I restricted so much food, I've had digestive like gut issues, like leaky gut for a while now because of that. And, you know, I just can't get my... Granted, to heal your gut, you have to be extremely consistent and like not drink alcohol and things like that either. Oh, stuff. Right. But, you know, I have my I have my alcoholic beverages sometimes, and it's like every time I do, it's like I was on a good run, and then I like have three glasses of wine, and my gut's like, all right, we gotta start over. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, later on in 2015, I actually did go through like a beach body program and going through the nutritional stuff, the portion control containers. Literally within a month and a half after using those, I started losing weight. Cool. And I'm like, that is crazy. Like, because I was actually eating to fuel my body. Yeah. I was only working out 30 minutes a day, not two hours. So it was really, really just an eye opener there. So with all that being said, I mean, going to like 2016, 2017, I was still working crazy hours, you know, just working full time, health coaching. I had another part-time job. Like, my mindset was always in order to be successful, you need to hustle. You need to yeah. work hard, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I did. I worked all the jobs, didn't really have a dating life. I mean, I have literally been single outside of the love is blind, you know, stuff for seven years since that boyfriend. Like I have wow. not had an actual like relationship. And granted, I know that a lot of it is because... What I'm- is wrong with these Atlanta, Georgia boys? <laughs> no. <laughs> what was wrong with me I wasn't I wasn't slowing down to be open for a relationship you know and there was so much hurt I think from the last relationship that I just was scared you know yeah I wasn't like hanging out with guys I just was doing it the wrong way you know I wasn't doing it to have a relationship I guess so yeah you know that kind of sucked but uh middle of 2017 I actually told myself, I was like, this is it. Like I quit my nine to five job back then. Like I was there for almost eight years, but I was settling. I I literally, I think one of the things I was out somewhere and a friend acquaintance asked me, you know, what do you tell, what do you like to do for fun? And I literally got so embarrassed because I did not know the answer to his question besides, Oh, I like to go out drinking with my friends. Of course. So dumb. You know, (laughs) like I have no idea. And like, that was one of the just pivotal moments where I was like, Kelly, you have got to slow down and figure out what you want to do with your life. Like you're doing this like cyclical behavior of working aggressively during the week. And then I say it, I disconnected on the weekends. I found booze and boys and that's what I did on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, right. 
And then it was like Sunday scaries and it's time to do it all over again. And yeah, yeah, 2017, I quit my nine to five. Granted, I was coaching, like I had income coming in and part-time jobs. So I wasn't, you know, quitting without anything. But yeah, that was like the first beginning of my like personal development journey. I took a trip to Colorado by myself. I had friends that lived out there. So I'd like stayed with them, but like, you know, I'd go hiking by myself, just having straight up me time. And It was incredible. Um, I started listening to podcasts and started reading personal development books. It was literally like, whoa. And, you know, my parents even, I remember like in February or March of 2018, my parents were at like Friday nights. Tell, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just like staying and reading a book. And they were like, it's just weird. You've never done that before in your whole life. They're like, so are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, granted, I think that I kind of did a whole 180. I mean, I went yeah. from going out all the time to like completely not. And right. so it did get quite lonely because I had two sets of friends. I had the set that was still going out partying. And I had this set that were in relationships or married and having children. Yeah. There was like that in between. I just, I didn't know who they were. So as I was like going through this stuff though, I was finding those groups, you know, the, it was more of the like fitness and wellness community here in Atlanta. So I would go to like those little like boot camps or just yoga events, those kinds of things. And I I did start meeting people and that was fun. That was nice. But I still felt lonely because like my true close friends, I felt like there was so much distance between us and it was a sad time, but it was also such a transformative time of my life because I was diving so much into like my self-care and self-love and I read The Miracle Morning by Hot Elrod and he suggests putting like the savers method into place. And it's a whole hour of self-care routine. And so like this day, I do this routine. Maybe not for the full hour. Some days I'll only do 30 minutes of it or I'll like break it up throughout the day. But I find that time. I make that time every single day for myself because I know how important it is and I know how transformative that can be because it happened. Yeah. And then later on in 2018, I we filmed Love is Blind. And honestly, like going into that, it was kind of one of those things I was like hesitant, you know, I was like doing the the interviews and everything. I'm like, I'm in a good place. Like this will be fun. And then when they send the contract over to me, I kind of got the like, I don't know if I should do this. (laughs) (laughs) This is too fast. Yeah, it's too fast. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. And like, you know, there's like a wedding at the end, you know, blah, blah. And so I think, you know, some fears started popping up for me and I, I did almost pull out before we started filming, but I was just like, you know what? No, like this is an opportunity. And literally on the first day of filming, I wrote, they give us all journals and I wrote in my journal, every opportunity creates another opportunity. Okay. Yeah. One that's what I wrote. And so that was kind of been like a mantra of mine, like since, but yeah, it was very, an emotionally charged event experience. Yeah. And after the show, so Kenny and I, Kenny was the guy that I connected with. Him and I had discussed dating after the show. And yeah. literally the last day of filming, he was like, I don't think that that's going to happen right now. I think we need to like get our lives back in order and like figure life out again. Yeah. And to me, that felt like, I don't want to date you. This is, yeah. another, this is another rejection, you know? And yeah, you're awful. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And he did it. Like we had this conversation very quickly, like in between us both doing these last like filming of interviews. And so I only had like five minutes. It's not like I could like really communicate with him. Right. So, like after to make up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. Cause like, you know, it was someone that I saw and or spoke to for six and a half, seven weeks straight. And then it was like nothing. Yeah. I didn't talk to him and I was just not okay. I was sad. I mean, I, I like later on that week, I think I like hung out with some girlfriends and it's funny because one of the girls that I hung out with, she wrote me after she watched the season when it, you know, when it came out this spring and she was like, Kel, I remember that weekend, how sad you were. Like you were not Kelly. And I was uh, like, oh, like, I was heartbroken. I mean, I thought this guy, like, yeah, I said no to him at the altar, but I didn't mean like no forever. <laughs> you know? right. So yeah, it, it was just like a very, very emotionally charged um, experience, like I said. And, and then not having that, it was literally like I lost my best friend. And it was, it was very sad. And I never, I never really got closure, honestly, until like the reunion show, because we talked yeah. about it <laughs> then. So that was interesting. But how I got into the place of like, 
mindset coaching and like empowerment coaching uh, right after that show, I had earlier that year, I had connected with like a whole, like, I don't know, like industry of coaching of coaches basically. And one girl that I truly connected with, she was further along in her journey. And so I wound up hiring her as my business and mindset coach. And I was like, you know what? I don't have a love right now. I need to go like all in on my business, like figure all that out. And I joke with her because I'm like, oh, you did more for my mindset than you did my business at the time. (laughs) But the thing is, if your mind isn't right, your business isn't going to be right. 100%. Yes. She did. She was like my, she literally was my therapist. Like she got us through that emotional baggage that I was going through and so grateful for her. But through all of that, like she was just working on all multiple levels of my mindset and like all the behaviors, stories, beliefs, fears that come up. And I was like, holy crap, this is what I need to be doing with my girls. And this yeah. to do. And so she yeah. triggered that evolution for me. Um, right. Coach. And since then, I mean, that was, we finished coaching, I guess, back in like March of last year. So a year ago. Um, but honestly, I had gotten myself into some financial challenges, financial debt. I mean, I hired her. I had hired another business coach. I mean, I was like, thousands of dollars on my credit card that I could not pay back (laughs) at the time. And so, you know, I, I actually, I tried to make coaching work for a few months and then it was like, it was just like, there was some type of like resistant energy going on. And I stepped up and I went back into the nine to five space, created an opportunity for me. And it's been the best thing I've ever done because I have been able to pay down my debt. I've been able to pay my bills, you know, and everything. And it's, it's supporting my dream. It's supporting my coaching business because now I'm not running my coaching business from a place of lack and stress, desperation, yeah, and desperation because yeah. business is all about that. It is about an energy and right. You know, it's just like when you're like you have to like post something on social media and you're like, God, I'm so tired. It's like your your people can feel that energy too. Yeah. If yeah, I mean that's basically pretty much what happened. Right. Oh, now I'm like full on in the like helping, helping women just do the same thing, like really uncover the different layers of their fears and their behavioral patterns. Because how we do one thing is legit how we do everything. And if I can help them understand and like trace all their patterns, they can have such like what we say, they're quantum leaving, like in the coaching industry, like you just evolve so much faster and you transform and you can help you yourself can help someone out so much by just doing that. Yeah. It's such a healing thing and not just for the people that I'm coaching. It's so healing for me as a person because those are stories of mine that I've gone through too. Right. right. I, I absolutely love everything you just said. I'm sitting there like just following along. I'm like, this is my story, but in <laughs> your way. And it's like, it's funny how we all have these stories together. And it's like, you don't think that we're that connected amongst all of us like women and we're afraid to like tell these certain stories along the way because we're like oh my gosh well nobody's gonna get that or I won't they won't understand it or you know that one's too embarrassing to tell and we start like holding back but it's just like everything you went through I went through some version of that as well and and I know Aaron has versions of that as well and that's just the uniqueness of like why we have this platform why we have this podcast overall is like us women, we, we have to speak out and just share our stories because that's really what connects us. Yeah. And that's also what helps us grow together too. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, just hearing your story, I'm just like, it's, you have to read my book. Like seriously, like, yeah, I can't it, wait. <laughs> I didn't realize that you also were a competitor. And that's why I was like pointing. These are, you know, I never did the actual com- competition. I just like was following all the like, the protocols like for it. Yeah. 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 So, um, I do see that now. <laughs> so I competed in 12 and then 15 and then 18. And wow. so a lot of, a lot of what I went through, you're really going to resonate with in, in the book. And, you know, I could totally relate to the whole, when we restrict so much down that we're, it, it creates even more fear around food. And then our life too, because then you've also had like this mantra, like that, that mission that you were a bikini competitor, you almost wrapped your identity in that. And so we, we find all these like clues along the way that we adapt and adopt. And we're looking for that as like, well, maybe that boyfriend will love me then because I'm this. And so it's crazy how we tie our, our value and our self-worth to external things. 
And we don't recognize this until we've come full circle and look back at it. And it's like, wow, I can't believe I did that. But yet I'm so grateful I went through that because it's taught you those lessons that you could pass on to everyone else. It's just crazy. I mean, how, you know, how more connected we are. And it's just, you know, that's why I love storytelling. I just love connecting with women who are just open to share their stories because it really does open that door for other women to do the same. Absolutely. Yeah. And so looking back at your story, what would you say is like the biggest takeaway that like in is, let's just say that five-year gap or so, like, Mm -hmm. what would you tell yourself? What was the biggest takeaway? Getting silent with myself and getting alone, like being alone. I mean, I think that I spend, I spend so much more time alone with myself, but I'm okay. Like I'm not lonely, you know, because I am, I shift, I'm quick to bring awareness to where the loneliness is coming from. Like even, and I share this with, you know, with my girls, I'm like, okay, if you feel this like neediness to like text a guy or like something like that, I'm like, take a step back before you shoot the text (laughs) and like bring awareness to like what needs love with you right now. Like maybe you haven't honed in on your creativity. Well, go create something. Maybe you haven't exercised in three weeks. Maybe go move your body. Like, Mm -hmm. The love is already here, but when you're lacking in it, you look to those external factors. So it's so good to just like be able to now be able to like bring awareness to like where I'm feeling lack and tune into it. Right. Yeah. And I think like, that's like one of the things about the savers concept is just having that hour or whatever, even if you spent six minutes with yourself, like some women, some men even don't even spend any time with themselves. They just like get up, hit the snooze, get in the shower, go to work. And it's like, and then they come home and like disconnect and watch TV. Like that's still like, yeah, you're quiet because you're watching something, but you're not, you're tuned into that. You're not tuned into here. You know, you're not tuned into yourself. So, and so many people do that. They just like void all the things all the time. (laughs) And so it's so amazing when you can actually just hear yourself, communicate with yourself, get vulnerable with yourself and understand what's happening here so that you're not, you know, projecting yourself on other people and and all that. Right. And I think it's an important indication too to like, because what you just said, like people that just like wake up, get a shower, go work their job, all this kind of stuff. Right. And I feel like even when you, because I feel like there's times when people feel like they're doing the right things, but the silence that you're talking about being with yourself, like I think anyone that knows me, like biggest struggle of mine, like 1000% extrovert, need to be around people. And I, yeah. I just love that. But so lockdown sucked in quarantine, but still, <laughs> um, it was awful. But I'm just saying, but like, even when you're doing the right things, because I feel like there's times where like, I have a lot of mentors in my life and been into personal development for like forever, for a long, long time now. And even doing those things, like I was kind of like, so you can still go through those motions too. Like mm-hmm. you can still be like, oh, I'm reading the personal development books. I'm listening to this. I'm listening to that. And like, understand it and understand it at an at a intellectual level and be able to apply it in areas Mm-hmm. But I found like I was doing that forever, but I didn't really know what that, what each thing really meant to me specifically when I'm alone with me. Like what, how does this affect me? What am I, you know what I mean? So I think like, so if someone's listening, like, and you're doing all the right things too, it's not like, oh, well, I am on the right track. I'm doing these things. I think it's important that you still reflect on personally what that means for you to still be on that silent time because for sure you can yeah. still be doing all the right things. But if you don't know why or how or what that affects you or what what moves you it's still right you're still gonna feel lonely you're still gonna yeah absolutely and and I honestly too I think had I just stayed on that personal development path by myself and never hired a coach I wouldn't have had the transformation that I had like like I said it's it's that evolution the faster transformation I mean just like if you're trying to fix something and you're googling all the things of how to fix it maybe it would just be faster for you to like hire a plumber to come fix your toilet and learn from the plumber, <laughs> you know, like, right. like trying to figure right. it all out on your own. And a lot of us, like even in the health space, we do that. I mean, case in point, that's what I was doing. I was Googling what a bikini competitor diet looks like, what an exercise diet looks like. Like I was so in tune of doing things by myself. And I think that was another, I guess, going into like money mindset. Like that was a money mindset thing of mine because my parents love them, but they do have like a bit of a lack mindset and it was always, 
you know, we don't need to pay for that. We can figure it out on our own. Like we can do it on ourselves, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but it would get done faster if we do it, if we hired somebody. Yeah, we don't have to have like, the Mecca of Mecca people to like come fix our stuff or, or help us with these things. But, you know, sometimes it is important to have, you know, to pay a little bit more of a fee for something so that you are actually like making the transformation, learning the things efficiently and not taking 20 years to like learn things. So I do, I do feel like having a mentor or a therapist, someone for you to talk these feelings, thoughts, and emotions out with is going to be even more transformative for you faster. Right. Right. You're, you're streamlining. Basically you're paying to cut the suck. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you could, you could stay in the suck for so long and save your money, but in the end, you're going to value the time that you spent like just sitting there figuring out everything on your own. And one of my biggest takeaways is that you are not meant to do life alone. I was the same thing. I would do everything all by myself, not necessarily from like a money block, but it was more of a trust issue. I didn't trust people to do because I didn't want to hand over control because I was a perfectionist and I didn't trust anyone could do it as good as I can and that they would probably just mess it up and I'd spend twice as long fixing it. And right. so I would just, I'll just, you know, move over. I'll take care of it myself. And yeah. so we, we see these patterns throughout our lives. And it's like, sometimes we have to streamline and get the help that we need. And, you know, nowadays it's like, I, I'm, I'm such an advocate for seeking mental health because yeah. it's so important. And it's like, oh, well, you're just paying for a counselor or a coach or a therapist. And it's like, but you would do the same thing if you were like, go to the doctor for, you know, a fever or cold or something like that. We don't bat an eye, but this is your mental health. That's the, that's the engine that runs this machine. Exactly. Like, we have to take care of that thing. Like yeah. without it, we're still going to be in this cyclical pattern, which is a cycle of self-abuse, which is, you know, projected onto other people. And it's like, we really need to check ourselves. And that's that self-awareness. Not only yeah. do we have to look inside, and it's not about checking the boxes, but knowing why you're checking the boxes. Right. Why are you doing them? And you have yeah. to actually take that with action. Apply it to you. Don't check the box and say, well, I did it. Right. What action did you get from it? What, what did you, you know what I mean? So we really Absolutely. have to inside and figure that out for ourselves. And that's, that's the journey. That's what's unique to every individual. Mm-hmm. And that's up to them. And, you know, having this alone time, it's going to feel weird because you're not used to it, but yet it's so necessary for personal growth and development. And you're going to see so much transformation come out of into all other areas of your life, into your relationships with other people, into your business, into yourself. And it's, it's, it's crucial. Like yeah. I, had, I had zero concept of self-awareness. Yeah. But I, I did. Cause I was like, I know me, look at me, you know? And it's like, but I didn't know me. <laughs> right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean, I handful of friends, like I was social butterfly. I mean, I was the one like promoting parties here in Atlanta. Like I was, people knew me. And I mean, I've grown up here, but people knew me. And so it's so <laughs> funny because like, I literally took like a year and a half off and like, I still am not as act- like actively social anymore. And whenever people see me, they're like, good to see you, you know? And it's like, in a sense, sometimes I'm like, it's weird. Like, cause I used to be like so social, but I had a friend say something to me. They're like, Kelly, I don't like, I don't understand like what you're really going through. Like, you're always happy. Like you're like, you're one of the happiest people I know. And I'm like, well, I'm even happier now. <laughs> I'm like so happy. Okay. <laughs> I like 10 X my happiness. <laughs> yeah. Thousand X, infinity X. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know who I was back then though. So it was probably like, not to say it was a fake happy, but I just, I was just going through the motions and just living. Well, it was just a short-term pleasures of yeah. getting wasted and having fun and like all that stuff. Like, great. <laughs> it's fun. It's a good time. But then you're like, well, that was short term. Like, what am I, what's going to make me happy forever just by myself? Yeah. So I'm curious too, when you said you first started getting into personal development, I'm always curious what like your first favorite book was. I always like to know what people. Yeah. I don't know which book I read first. So I'll name a few of them that I was, um, but Miracle Morning was one of the first books. Oh yeah. You did say that. Yeah. Um, so I do suggest that one all the time to people just because it does create that routine for you. And um, right. outside of that, like I know I read two Robert Kiyosaki books, like The Business of the 21st Century and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then Marie Kondo's book, like The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I read that book too. And I thought that it was very 
granted, like a lot of it is talking about like going through your house and like actually cleaning up material things, but the bigger picture is cleaning up your whole life, like getting yeah. rid of things that no longer serve you, no longer bring yeah. you joy, thoughts, feelings, emotions, people, careers, business. <laughs> what in your yeah. life? Yeah, it's just like what in your life is not serving you anymore, and bring awareness to that and let it go. And I, I mean, to this day, I still follow. She teaches you how to like fold your clothes, like a certain way for your drawers. I still fold my clothes that way. Like, bodied, like still do it to this day. So like that. And then <laughs> like all the time, I'm like, I'm like, yep, I don't need this anymore. And I'm just like, see ya. Like yeah. I'm living more, I have a lot of crap still, but I have downsides a lot. Like I do live a little bit more. Minimalism for sure. Yeah. And it's, it is so nice because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, when you create the space here, you do create more space here. And it's yeah. so nice refreshing (laughs) all right yeah well I have not read the Marie Kondo book I think that I think I'm pronouncing it right but no it's good granted I wish that I had read the four agreements ah 100% that is my favorite favorite. I was gonna say that that was the the first book that really transformed my life those were because I was the what's the opposite of those agreements those were like my non-agreements Right. Like yeah. they were like everything that I was doing. And I was like, wait a minute, I can make these for myself. Yeah. It was just crazy because uh-huh. it, like the way he just simplified everything and it allowed me to set these boundaries okay. and these agreements for myself and they became my non-negotiables. And when I started stepping into personal development, like, you know, in, in my own journey, I started putting these, like, they were kind of like soft nose because they didn't know how to set like hard boundaries. Right, right. And people were like, they were resistant to it. And I was just like, oh, well, some of them I would let slide. And I was like, the more I practice it, the, the firmer it got. That is by far one of my favorite books. And I highly recommend it to everyone. And when you read that, I mean, he has a uh, self-mastery one. That one is so good. Of course, The Untethered Soul is amazing. Oh my gosh. We, I mean, I know Aaron's got a ton too. Like these are just ones that I keep going back to or, or my other one is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Yeah, I, haven't read, I haven't read it yet. Um, I'm actually rereading The Four Agreements right now just because it's a refresher, you know? And it, it's oh, all the time. Read. But it's like, it's, it really is. It's so good. I think the biggest thing for me was assumptions. And I still, yeah. if I, it's so interesting and ladies like listening in, you won't know until you do this, but as you get deeper into your personal development, this awareness that we talk about, it just becomes heightened. And literally you have conversations with yourself all the time because you're like, okay, am I making an assumption right now? Am I having an expectation? How do I need to set a boundary? Like all these thoughts come into your head and you literally communicate with yourself the best way you need to. And then you take the act. It's like you respond versus react. And it's so helpful. But yeah, I mean, like the assumptions part was... It's been so helpful for me because I'm constantly, you know, like in a dating world, you know, let's say that, you know, you're like, guy doesn't text you back and you're like, oh, what's he doing? Is he with another girl? Is he sleeping? Is he with his friends? What is he doing? Blah, blah. And you're like, just stop it. You're just creating stories in your head. Just let yeah. it be and wait right. till you communicate with that person. <laughs> like, right. <talk>. right. <laughs> so many good agreements. Mine was don't take anything. Don't take it personally. Yeah. I would take everything. I was like, but wait. I need to do more or uh, I'm so sorry. How can I fix that? And I would take, I would take action on other people's, you know, whatever they did, because I felt it was a reflection of my value Mm. that that it wasn't, I wasn't worthy enough or I didn't try hard enough. And this is like the perfection and the people pleasing. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, that's me. I was just like, I just got smacked in the face by those words. And I was just like, (laughs) okay, okay. This is, this is the hard smacking truth. Like I got to get my shit together. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I, and it does, it resonates. I think every chapter resonated with me. On yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I just got done reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Highly oh, recommend. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> I absolutely love that book too. I mean, every chapter I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Perfect. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's so cool. many good books. Erin, what is yours? Because you have, you love like, um, Oh, what was the one that the millionaire mindset too? Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Oh, that one, yes. I always get that confused. There's so many titles that are similar. That to one. It. I'm revisiting my old friend Tony, and I got Awaken my, the giant. But for this time, I'm actually doing like the work with like the paper and writing stuff. Good. Yeah. But like, okay, Kelly, I don't know how old you are. You might not have been born. I don't know. But this book's from like 1991. 
And so, oh, yeah. and I was like, and I've read it before, but I think it's so crazy. Like how some of these books and my other one that I'm diehard that most people say to like thinking grow rich, I feel like mm-hmm. never gets old. April. Yeah. And I've read it like eight times and I'm like, oh shit, this was in here before. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's the same thing with this book. It's like from 1991, I've read it before, all this kind of stuff, but going through it again right now, I think with my social media detox and I'm like even more in tune, even more in tune with myself and going through this stuff. I'm like, oh, it's so good. And it's it's almost 20 years old, this book. Absolutely. And and we hear things, we hear things, you know, differently during different seasons of our life. Right. That's why it's so good to reread the books because you're going to pick up the different messages and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I'll be yeah. 35 next week, by the way. 30 how old? 31? I'll be 35, 35 next week. I just turned 35. Yay! Happy birthday. Winning. <laughs> you guys so I totally feel you then when you were talking about like the single life for so long. So I will tell you, because um, I start, went and started doing business when I was like 20 and I moved all over and all this kind of stuff. And I was so like, I don't know where you are, but I'm just saying like, I was at a, I sacrificed so much and like build my business that when I reached a certain level, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm enjoying life. I'm traveling. I'm doing all this fun stuff. But I felt like, oh shit, I have to do this by myself now because I spent so much of my time like building business and doing this kind of stuff. But I will say that like, I don't know if you're dating now or what your thing is now, which we can talk about your show too. I forgot. but It's like the total like cliche thing that when you stop looking, you find it kind of thing. And I feel like after I like reached a level, obviously in my business and I was growing, like I just focused on me and just, obviously I don't want to say I became the best version of myself because I'm not now we're always getting better and growing. There's always more to do, but I feel like there, God could not have picked a better person in my life than my husband right now. And I just met him at a totally unexpected time. And like, it's just, it's like one of those things where I think it's awesome that you're doing what you're doing and not worrying about, you know what I mean? Like it'll come when it'll come and it'll be the right person. And you don't have to go out and force stuff to happen, you know? Right. Absolutely. So, so speaking of that too, I know... (laughs) Because cause this is what I like. I love that your your vulnerability. Because when you were going through telling your story and you're talking about like, I got into a bunch of financial shit from hiring coaches, but I got my job and it doesn't matter because my job is paying my bills and I'm focusing on the other stuff. Like that's real raw stuff that we're all about. And I know so many people would be like, oh, I got to put this image in this facade that I'm just like, whatever. So I appreciate that you're just vulnerable and real. And obviously like you were so vulnerable that you were willing to go on like TV and share your, yourself with other people, which you probably didn't know at the time that it would come out during quarantine. So like everybody, (laughs) everybody would just be stuck at home on Netflix. So like tons of people probably watched on the love is blind show. (laughs) <laughs> so I kind of just want to hear like your take, like how you feel about like, I mean, that's the ultimate vulnerability and you shared to yourself with the world. So like that feeling maybe of like freedom, I guess, like sharing. That. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, there was a lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when the show, I mean, when the show aired, when the show aired, again, tapping into my vulnerability, the beginning of the year. So it, it launched uh, like Valentine's week. So Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't they launch it? Exactly, exactly. The love, the week of love. Um, but yeah, they launched it that week, and I would say probably like the month and a half, like leading up to it, I was just like not in a good place mentally. Like I just, just, just was not in a good space. And I had a few friends, you know, have some life chats with me prior to, and I'm glad that they did because I think that my mental health would have suffered once that show came out. Because granted, although like I've done the work, I've done some healing work, I know how to like shift my mindset, that is a bigger force to be reckoned with. Like the numerous comments, direct messages, you know, it's like, they're all, the world is for you until they're not. Mm -hmm. And you know, you stand someone up at the altar and you tell them no at the altar, although you know who you are as a person, you made the right decision. Right. That doesn't matter for the world. It's like, you're the worst. You're going to die alone. You're terrible. You're (laughs) ugly. You're fat. Like all horrible things. And it's like one, you know, one negative comment spins your world. And, you know, I had to really like, there were some that did trigger me, but again, it's that awareness. I brought the awareness to it. And I was like, Kelly, 
these people have no idea who you really are. <laughs> like, yeah. Just take a step back. Some of them I would respond to and I would literally, I would throw out the little heart emoji and be like, please choose kindness if you're going to comment on my page. That's what I would yeah. respond to. And, yeah. you know, I had friends retaliate for me. They attacked back for me, I guess. <laughs> but outside of that, you know, I was just like, these people don't know me. Like, and I'm not going to sit here and like read through all of my comments because why? That's energy yeah. I don't necessarily need. You know, out of... 50 comments and one comment is terrible or 50 negative comments. Like I just don't, that's not energy I need to be surround myself with. So I just like decided like, it was just so much. Like every time the new like episodes were released for three weeks, right after another, I just like, it's fine. I would post something, but I would not engage in the comments. I would barely engage in DMs. So I still have DMs from February and my like Instagram. I'm like, I can't, I just can't, I don't have the energy to like go back and do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, but it really was, it was definitely a point that, um, it definitely hit your mental health. And if you're not in a good space, you know, I think honestly, like any reality TV show should have therapist in place right when you get done filming, as well as after the show has been on. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a really good call. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you bury yourself, like whether it's in a book or it's on a show, you or even on a, on a stage as a competitor, like yeah. you have to be prepared for the aftermath. Yeah, because nobody prepares you. Like nobody prepared me how to eat after a competition. Nobody prepared me to feel after releasing a book. Nobody prepared you for after dishing out your 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 soul on this show. Right, and and you just think like, okay, thank you, goodbye. Right. Like, here's your parting gift, or here's your you know accolade or status, and it's like there's like this wave that comes at you and nobody's prepared. You're just kind of standing there and you just get crashed. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, because of my, my business, like I wanted to launch, um, I did eventually like probably like a month and a half later, I launched like a fit guide or whatever. And it was like more like self-care driven, not like mm-hmm. fitness exercise guide, but right. yeah. I launched that, but I had it, I had started this before the show was even aired and I'm like, okay, I'm going to time this perfectly. The show's going to air. I'm going to launch this thing, blah, blah. And it was great, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, means of income. And then I just like froze. I couldn't do it again. It was just very exhaustive energy. So I just kind of took a step back. My focus was just in my like nine to five job. I was like, I don't want to lose my job because if I don't show up for my job and I'm not like doing my work because of all this energy, right? my job. So I couldn't do that. So that was the focus there. My coaching business kind of went on halt for like a good month and a half, but then it started to pick back up. But there was a lot of energies too, behind the fact that, okay, now I'm like this identity to the world. I am this like reality show person. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, like newfound celebrity, which I think Mm -hmm. is crazy. It just sounds funny to me, but you know, it's like, own it, dude, own it. I know, I know. But you know, it's like I'm this like newfound celebrity, I'm this reality show person, I'm an influencer, like all this stuff. And it's like, no, I have like yes, I'm that, but I also have this passion inside of me to help women and hone in on my business and coach these to a better place. And so there was some internal conflict going on, I would say probably up until about a month and a half ago, where I was like, okay, do I need to just show up and post these like surface level posts because I, like if you ever read my captions they're lengthy they're real lengthy because I'm most of the time sharing a story with them so they're, so, they're so lengthy and so and I'm like here's a fun pick bye <laughs> and so I was like you know I'm not just I'm not just that I'm not just that so I didn't want to just start posting pictures of me like I don't know just like a fashion influencer or something like that I just like right. I couldn't get with it. And so, but I was like, but these people know me for this. They know me for this. And I'm like, Kelly, collect yourself. You know, like own yourself for who you are. Like, you know, you know what you want to do. If you lose followers from it, good. They weren't your people. You you know, like, so I had to like really have a conversation with myself and be like, Kelly, you need to stand in your power, set your boundaries in your business, set your boundaries in your life. And you're not a people pleaser anymore. Remember, you are not a people pleaser anymore. So get over it. (laughs) You know, it's like that stuff all started coming back up for me. Like, I'm a people pleaser. So, right. You just have to stand up and stand in your truth. And if you want to write a story, you write a story. If you want to throw up a peace sign, be like, this is a sweet picture, do that. Right. And I I mean, I was in the same boat because I was actually told that when I started stepping into that, 
your posts are really long. They're very deep. They're, they're, they're too much. And I'm like, you're not, this isn't meant for you're you to read them. <laughs> right. And I actually, I remember sitting at the, the dinner table one day and I was just crying. My husband looks at me, he's like, what is wrong with you? What, like, what happened? And I said, I literally let somebody's, wow, that's really deep, get to me because it's like, but I wanted to connect with people. Yeah. And my stories or my captions or something would, you know, connect, you know, and pouring out my soul, right? And um, I just remember somebody said that to me and I just let that get through my shield too. I was just like, that was just something that really got through. And I'm like, I got to figure out why. Yeah. And I was, I was looking at it is that I wanted to, I wanted them to that accept it. Yeah. I was, and I was looking for them to accept it. Now I'm just like, I throw up sometimes it says continued in the comments or sometimes right. it's like sometimes three comments for her. <laughs> or, or I'm just like, it's finished in this whole blog here. <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's okay. Yeah. Right. That's you. That's how you do right. things. That's enough for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just had to let that go. And it's like when you sit back, you look back at those uh, teaching moments and just say, what the, what was it, what was it trying to teach me? Yeah. Okay, great. I needed to work on that. And now I did. And yeah. I'm just, well, you said, there's like 1,500 captions. <laughs> there's other people like myself that think that's pretty damn impressive to write that long caption. It takes a while. I guess so. It does. It does. <laughs> it's impressive. I'm like, we'll start to like get a caption. I'm like, peace sign, palm tree, hashtag vacation. What else do I put on here? <laughs> no, I mean, I just think it's good. Like, I think that like, I think like just because some people don't like like myself, like I don't have a sometimes I do. Sometimes I get some lengthy posts. But point is, who cares, Rachel? Because people like, like me that don't have lengthy posts, like I still like length, I still will read other people's. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. this was a this was a while going up. Obviously I've <laughs> I've uh I've processed it and moved on because as you can see, yeah. I Let rarely have a shorter post, but life's you know. too short. Make your posts where you want them to be. Who gives a damn? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. Showing up for yourself, stepping into your truth, and those who will resonate with it will read it, and you hopefully maybe made an impact or an impression on them. And that that's all you can do as long as you just show up and serve one, and that's what you do. So that that's that was the lesson. That was the takeaway, and I feel really at peace with it. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Good. Yes. No. Absolutely. And and, you know, like going back to like working with my, uh, my business and mindset coach, she always said that she was like, celebrate one, like you would celebrate a hundred, like right. the one good comment, the one person who signs up for your program, the one person who buys your book, like celebrate that. Like, right. You've, yeah. it, you've made an impact. Right. Yeah. Celebrate it. So yep. that's what I do. I'm like, I just show up and half the time, you know, I used to do this, like prior to all of this, you know, I'd put up a post and like sit there and keep checking to see who's commented or liked, you know? And I'm like, dude, that will like screw with your mental health too. But now it's like, I just post something and like, it might be the next day before I like look back at it and see like who's talking. <laughs> like, right. yeah. It's great. I just yeah. want to get out there. <laughs> right. You just check the box sometimes on those things. And if you have the mental capacity and bandwidth and energy and all that stuff, go back to it and engage, but never feel like it's an obligation that you have to. And just like you said, people can feel when you're not being your true self and you have to protect and preserve you so that you have more to give to others. And it's just important, especially with social media. So, I mean, that's a whole different conversation for a different day. But (laughs) that can suck so much out of you and go down this trap of not ever being enough. So you need to set those boundaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So I'll find you on Instagram, but when I'm back on... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I'm yeah. back on, I will find awesome. you. Yep. the end of your date, your 30-day detox. It's just the whole month of July I was doing. So I plan on coming back just limited time. Yeah. Like yeah. just, yeah, not spending crazy amount of time or whatever. But yeah. Um, but it's crazy what we were talking, because like I, so I use like an app that schedules posts because it was such a big deal. I was like, I can't completely disappear because algorithms and all this right. stuff. So my husband's like, what are you doing? Like, I just spent, I spent like two hours the last day of June, like just making like all my like July. So I'm like, it sucks that that's part of business and life today. But I was like, I can't, you can't completely disappear, but I'm not personally on there and it feels good. So who get? and again, who right. gives a damn? Who cares? Right. Do you, do you. Exactly. No biggie. Yes. Awesome. Um, 
So Kelly, this I feel like we could do like a six hour. I know, right? I was just looking at the time and I was like, wow, we've been at this a long time. So is there anything that we have missed or anything that you're like, this was really important that I wanted to say or part of my message that I didn't get to talk about that you want to say? Hmm. No, I mean, yeah, I would go into like another hour. <laughs> there will be a part two oh, and three and four. Awesome. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all about just like, it, it really is so important to do this self, like personal development, self-care, set, set up that me time and that me time, it could be five minutes, it could be an hour, it could be three hours, like whatever it is and whatever it looks like for you, you have to create the space for yourself. Yeah, like it, is, right. it is a requirement to improve who you are as a person, like non-negotiable and to bring that awareness and to really change. I mean, and it's a good thing. Like we're all afraid to, yeah, we're all afraid to have happiness and joy because that happiness and joy has always been taken away from us. And that's what we're afraid of, you know, but on the other side, we can shift our perspective and think, okay, on the other side of fear though, is that happiness and joy. So yeah, maybe fear comes with me all the time, but I'm going to welcome it. We're just going to be friends. Yeah. Find the happiness and joy still. You know, um, and you probably have a lot of this good stuff too, like obviously in your Instagram and like you have a website. So do you want to share what those are? So if people want to go check those out for yeah. more of this good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, working on the website, but I do have, um, so on my Instagram, my Instagram is at chase life with Kelly. First, first and last name sandwiched in there. <laughs> um, yeah. The book ends. Um, yeah. So chase life with Kelly. And then I also have a all female Facebook community also called Chase Life with Kelly. So I do a lot of like just free little like perspective videos in there, training videos, coaching videos, dabbling with the like business coaching in there as well. So helping people with their niche, helping people to like actually feel empowered to create another opportunity for their life. Maybe step into like the coaching space themselves or how to take whatever business that they do have and create an online of revenue from that too. So I have yeah, and I have a program. I have a program launching soon. It's called Rejection to Redemption. Oh, I love uh, it. A lot of people like. I was. I guess I did like a soft launch and like a little mini course of it um, a month ago, and it, it's definitely about boundaries and you know understanding where your story comes from about how your dating relationships are. But going even further into that, how like your behaviors with money are very similar to how your behaviors with dating and relationships are too. Um, so it starts to tell the money mindset, but the whole premise of the program is stop rejecting yourself, start redeeming yourself. And it awesome. goes into all areas. So Love it. also I'm jealous that you can make a cool business name out of your name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. like, wow. Yeah. That's cool. pretty cool. That's easy. makes it easy to remember too. So it does. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much. I have. Um, Rachel and I always joke, so I'll just show you anyways, whenever we do these interviews, I feel like we get like lots of like, like I always write, I have so many notes from like, from each like guest. So I have a ton of notes. So I know anyone listening probably has a lot of takeaways from listening to you and your story and what you're doing. So thank you for adding that to all of our listeners, helping them, helping us. We always appreciate learning new things from other people that are kicking ass and taking names. (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah thank y'all for holding space for me and inviting me on I love it oh we love it we're excited we'll probably do we'll definitely have to do part two three four five six yeah yeah totally we'll see awesome (laughs) well thank you so much all right thank you so much for listening to the confident woman podcast for more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's The Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.